नमस्ते द लीला ऑफ श्री कृष्णा देर आर टू वेज ऑफ लुकिंग एट दिस वर्ल्ड एंड दे बिलोंग टू टू डिफरेंट पोल्स ऑफ एग्जिस्टेंस वन वे इज वॉट वी ऑर्डनरिली आर एकस्टम टू वी लुक एट इवेंट सकमस्टांसिस सिचुएशंस फॉर्म्स अपियरेंसेस एंड वी ट्राई टू गिव अ मीनिंग and most of the time the links are missing so we see a series of random events chance accidents and so on and so forth we try to fill in the gaps and looking at that surface phenomena we draw a conclusion equally valid and invalid and i'll tell you why that god doesn't exist if you look at the events as they unfold it may look like a very cruel play but it is invalid because we can say so only when we have seen the whole play and we have studied the whole depths of the phenomena then we have a right to draw a conclusion so it's an invalid conclusion but nevertheless those who want to conclude it's up to them there is another way of looking the way that the spiritual scientist or the yogin strives to find is he says what is it behind the appearances and he goes to the depth depth to the very core to the very heights and from there when he looks upon the same world then he sees something very interesting and let me start with that wonderful uh, i i use the word two paradigms so one paradigm is a bottom up view so if you see this paradigm god is a creation or invention of the human mind it needs a comfort so it has invented something called god and it has endowed a certain beliefs and that way it tries to explain things but shri krishna explains this creation as the mystic aswath tree whose roots are above plunged above and the branches are down below so it's a top down view so at the core of creation at the root at the origin there is a supreme consciousness a super conscious state all knowing all blissful all capable all powerful and it is that which is slowly uh, this whole universe has come out of that and it's slowly percolating every branch leaf and flowers so these are two different ways of looking at it from a spiritual perspective there are two ways people have tried to understand this universe now i'm leaving aside the material perspective one is where we look at this world we don't understand it but we have had a contact with the divine or we have had a contact with something which is different from this world we may not understand even that we may use the word shunyam we may use the word nothingness but when we look at this world from that first initial standpoint this looks like a terrible game even from that point and it is declared as illusion a maya but maya has a different meaning altogether but if we use the word at all we may say avidyamayi maya avidyamayi maya avidya ignorance it has covered up the truth so it is avidyamayi it sees shows everything as separate distinct separate distinct now why, what happens here is that an individual tears off the veil of his own uh, ego within his consciousness and he is liberated but he has not torn the veil of the cosmos so while he is liberated the world still looks very much the same 
So he doesn't understand creation and so he sees through the veil of the avidya maya. It's still a vision of multiplicity. But there is another step to be taken which we find in Indian thought, Indian spiritual experience. When you tear the veil of the cosmos, beautifully it is said, Ghungat ka pat kholari tohe piyamikil milenge. And then when you tear that veil of Vidya Maimaya, then you discover that behind this universe there is a play of oneness. There is only one force which is all around in this cosmos creation. There are no two. But this also does not explain the play. You discover Ekamevadvityam. But why has he created all this? Still to the surface experience things are painful. Why would he let, let loose all this energy, tremendous power when you look at this material universe? It's amazing, daunting. Why would he do it? And therein comes a yet another a more complete understanding of God and creation and that is what is called as Leela. Leela Arth. He has made it for the sake of Leela. So in a nutshell, what is Leela? Before we get into the, the Shri Krishna Leela, Leela is that this creation is an objectivization of the Lord. It is He who is manifesting Himself. So we may say, well, it, it is His manifestation. This doesn't look like that. He is Satchitanand, but it seems to be the very opposite. And that unanswered question, as we know, Shurabindu answers, that's because we are seeing a half-finished creation. It is still in the making. So whatever we call as evolution is ultimately a manifestation of the one in multiplicity. If you want to put it in a different way, and from there we can enter straight into Sri Krishna Leela, is that the one wanted to become many, but not monotone kind of many, not a uniform many. That would be meaningless. But Many where there are multiple aspects which are within him and each of them discovers that one and plays with the other knowing the sense of oneness. So this is very well narrated in one of the stories, well known stories of Sri Krishna in the Bhagavad, Srimad Bhagavad. And the story goes that once Sri Krishna is playing with Gwalbal and uh, all of them are treating him like an ordinary at their levels. So they put, uh, you know, Sri Krishna is known for this wonderful playfulness. He comes, plays, gets down to the level of whoever is playing with him. If you want to play with him like Gwalbal, he will play the Murli, run around, do all kinds of tricks. But if you want to play him the way Duryodhan plays or Bhishma plays, he says, okay, I'll come in the Chakradhari room. So Krishna is uh, known for that. So when he's playing with them, they are um, having fun with Sri Krishna. They are doing mischief and even speaking to him as if to a very casual friend. Hi, how do you do? How do you like? So Brahma is a bit perplexed and a bit angry. He knows this much that Sri Krishna is divine who is incarnated. So how can they talk to divine Krishna like this? So what he does is in one of the moments when Shri Krishna is absorbed in his flute playing. Brahma comes and steals all the cows, gop, gopi and keeps them in Brahmalok. He hides them. And then when he comes back to see the fun, he sees that they are again there. All of them are there. Then he is a bit confused. So he says, where have they come from? Then he sees they all go to their home. They are all same, same way they are operating. Then he says, something is amiss. Maybe Krishna has played a trick and brought them back. So he goes back to the Brahma Loki. He sees all of them are there also. 
and then he says i am all too confused let me sit for a while and meditate so he goes into brahmalok his own seat and he sees there is another brahma seated there <laughs> and that brahma there tells him who are you why have you come here <laughs> so then when he goes back he sees that it is krishna who had become all of them krishna had become the gwal bal he had become the cows he had become the rope everything krishna had become krishna mai everything then the veil of ignorance is gone from his eyes and he realizes that this entire world is nothing else but the one divine playing with himself this is the essence of krishna lila but to understand how this play unfold we can understand shri krishna lila at three levels three different ways one is the lila of shri krishna as the avatar he came to do something very concrete not just you know the way it is described came to do something very uh, important at a juncture of world history when there is a transition from dwapar age to kali age so he has come at that point of time this one way to understand krishna leela krishna the avatar and what he came to do the second is krishna the supreme purushottama and what is he doing with the world what kind of play is it what is his purpose if there is any and the third is the stories of the bhagavat which are stories written by seers who had the occult vision it's not important whether krishna was actually doing this physically or not they saw a subtle occult profound truth mystic truth and they gave it they gave this truth in the form of very simple and beautiful stories so to start with the krishna leela as the avatar we know that he came at a point of time and he himself declares why he has come because the power that had been accumulated in the world the power of rajas it had reached a peak where humanity was unable to handle it what is today kim jong and putin and all these people were present at that time also as ashwathamas and you know all all the great borishrava and jarasand and shishupal and of course there are plenty within the indian setting i don't want to name them that is there in the bhavishya puran those who want to refer so all these terrible gigantic egos were present at that point of time on the earth and as it is said the earth becomes very heavy heavy meaning thereby because the collective consciousness is so much dense so thick that it is very difficult for individuals to evolve further because there is a correspondence between the individual and the collectivity you cannot just isolate yourself from what's happening around in the world so shri krishna comes for bhubhar haran he makes sure three major kingdoms yaduvansh magad and kuru these were the three major kingdoms and magad was completely ruled by the we know asuric king jarasand he eliminates him before the war <laughs> and mathura of course is a minor thing more or less aligned to hastinapur kansa shishupal all these are eliminated and all these arrogant kshatriyas see the first thing we understand is in this particular story uh, shri krishna leela as the avatar is that our collective consciousness has an effect on the individuals and how krishna liberates the individual consciousness from this grip of the collectivity that's also very interesting take for example krishna killed kansa he is divine from his birth he is manifesting divinity 
when he is born this of course is a symbolic story but to put it in that way that all that the um, the prison bars open all fall asleep Yamuna is in spate trying to touch the feet of the Lord all of them are beautiful symbolic story but we'll come to it a little in a moment and then all the demons Keshi Aghasur Putna all of them Krishna is a child's play could Kansa would have stayed had Krishna wanted as a child to finish him he should have just waited for the next morning and when Kansa came to pick him up Krishna would have said now here am I and finished him slain him it's possible. God can do it. Actually can do it. Why he didn't do it? That's what we begin to understand. Often people say, why doesn't God create this world ideal? Perfect. Are we ready for it? That's exactly what mother says. I have brought down a new world. Are you ready for it? Otherwise we'll do that like that Somnath Eshwara that everybody gave milk and uh, Shivratri so we can even a little bit talk about so everybody all the asuras mother Diti says why aren't you why are you being partial to my children so he says doesn't matter Shiva says they can just offer milk and go into swarga wonderful so they offer and they go into swarga now there is chaos there because asuras go to swarga but they don't lose their vrittis so they start stealing Kamdhenu there is a fight voting who will possess Kamdhenu then you know the Kalptaru so all this starts chaos ultimately they are driven out so what does Krishna do in all these years before the slaying of Kansa? He does two things and it's very fascinating. See, simultaneously he is acting on both the poles. On one side is preparing the Gualbal. What is he preparing them? They say, no, no, no. King, after all is king. We can't judge him is good or bad. That was the, those were the days. King is Vishnu's avatar. Vishnu's avatar is here <laughs> like a little baby. So we have to give him whatever we are getting. So if he asks 80% of the makhan, it is his right. How can we question the king? So there is a little story about it that Durvasa once comes to give a talk on that hilak Govardhan. So people ask him, sir, please tell us, when will we get rid of Kansa? And Durvasa looks into Krishna's little baby that time. So they believe that, no, no, you should give to Kansa. So Durvasa looks into Krishna and says, shall I tell your secret? See, Krishna says, you may say whatever you want to say. They will understand what I want them to understand. <laughs> so Durvasa ends up blurting out that, you know, when a child lifts up Govardhan, you should know that Kansa's reign is going to come to an end. So he has gone and told, gone away. Now, you know, there are different groups. One group says, you know, basically wanted to say, cool, don't, you know, it's never going to happen. How can a child ever lift up? This was a decent way of saying, forget about ever Kansa's reign coming to an end. Materialist. Then there were others who said, you know, in heaven you can do it. Child can lift up Govardhan. In heaven, I believe it's possible. Meaning thereby, there is a post-mortem possibility. When you die, you will go to Vaikuntha or Golok. There, there is no Kansa. And third, we are supposed to be Shurabindo's devotees. So one of the child tests, Mother, Mother, lockdown is starting. I am not going to school from tomorrow. Why? See, he said, no. One child will lift Govardhan. I will do exercises. Maybe I am that child. <laughs> Krishna is smiling. So what does Krishna teach in Vrindavan? 
he first lesson often we people you know hear about socialism and it has come as if you read the books no socialism has come as a concept from there democracy from here blindness and we have just absorbed it hypnotized by this entire uh, western paradigm which we have just taken the first lesson of democracy comes from lord rama ganika jamil byad geed gajad khal tarikana even they have a say and that say is binding even on the king most powerful king and the first lesson of socialism you get from krishna how does he teach socialism he was uh, you know he didn't believe in lectures though we are talking on sri krishna but <laughs> sri krishna teaches everything through his heart disturbing smile <laughs> that had to come <laughs> he simply smiles huh? you have to interpret what that smile is what is going to happen now is he going to dance or is it going to be kurukshetra you don't know he teaches through his smile so he smiles and all the gol wal run to get the uh, chika what is it called these are wonderful words <laughs> they get the matkas the pots in which makkhan is kept this uh, can be seen also from a vedic perspective but uh, anyways just the lesson so they break it what does krishna teach them he is not teaching them theft he is not teaching them theft he is teaching them everything belongs to all so share it but krishna goes one step further he is a true leader even as a child he lets everybody share it at the end he says let me also have it and puts it on his mouth so what what is the result of that when people catch they catch krishna you know this is the sign of a true leader a leader takes responsibility he doesn't push people into and then says no no i am clean i am mr clean so in kurukshetra also he will do the same thing krishna breaks his promises in kurukshetra because dharma is more important you see it's amazing because he is the leader he has come as the leader of the march of mankind lok sangraharth and he starts leading them by example so they learn because you know one of them will become a king next after kansa is gone kansa is a long foregone conclusion but he has to prepare them when they when one of them succeeds to the throne he must understand the deep socialistic value but a divine socialism not the socialism that we understand today so all belongs to all but because it is krishna's that's how they take it so he prepares them then again he has to drive them a, a king should not be afraid of anything such should be his sense of justice not even of the gods he must do what is right for the praja so all these people are praying to indra so one day krishna says why are you praying to him no no we are afraid you know he will otherwise send thunderstorms afraid how can a person who is afraid ever be uh, ready and capable of being on the throne or having a kingdom so he tells them why are you afraid oh he will do this he will do that is no that's no reason to pray pray govardhan see he is giving you so much matter material world earth no no indra will get angry doesn't matter we'll see to it <laughs> and the rest is history another lesson in socialism all of them put their sticks together krishna would have alone lifted it up but if you ever see the image all of them put their little lathi 
We are all stakeholders. Though it is the divine who is lifting up. And that day, Indra gets humbled. Just like Brahma gets humbled, Indra gets humbled. Even the gods bow down before man. What a lesson that, you know, if human strength, collectivity, centered around the divine, of course, comes together, even the gods come down. And eventually, why, why does Indra exceed? Because he sees that it's not their own strength. They're all centered around Krishna. So he comes and says, I didn't recognize, I am sorry, please carry on. So next lesson is that. And then eventually we know that he himself walks or rather now see the other pole. It is not Kansa who ultimately, Krishna goes to Kansa. Very interesting. And he goes there, now see the other dimension of the Leela. Why is he going to Kansa? Because he has a promise to keep. What is that promise? He has promised Kansa and Shishupal way back when they were the gatekeepers of the Lord. I'll come down when you people take Asuryonis. He knows it. They have forgotten. But also because you know there is a rule of the game. They must remember Krishna. Otherwise how will they get liberated? So Krishna has put in them the fear of God. And all the time Kansa is thinking of Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. At, at the end of Bhagavad, there is a very interesting story. All these Gwalbal say, we understand that you liberated this, that. Why did you free Krishna? Why did you give uh, Kansa? Why did you give Moksha? So he says, because he was remembering me. All the time. Doesn't matter out of where bhav. There is a kind of bhakti which is actually recognized in the scriptures as where bhav. Not an ideal thing. Subtly not. But look at the beauty of God's name. Often people ask, how should we take God's name? Take it any which way. Effect will be the same. When you take a capsule, you may put your, some people, you know, touch their nose and as if what they are taking, poison or something. Some people take it happily. Some people want to read all that is written there. Capsule will have the same effect. <laughs> and you take God's name, you will get liberation. Doesn't matter which way you take. So he is working on Kansa also. He is making him full of Krishna. But in a strange way. You see the atheist who is ever busy denying God. Take it in writing that his days are numbered in such sense <laughs> that God is drawing close to him. If he is indifferent, that is a dangerous state. If somebody is indifferent, doesn't matter. That is a little... Atheist has applied his mind. Does God exist? He is busy proving that God doesn't exist. That fellow has some hope. So Kansa also has hope. What a wonderful story that we find in it. So there is this Leela of Krishna where he prepares the people and then the throne and then he teaches that lesson. After Kansa is killed, he doesn't take the throne but give it to the rightful person. He is that map of justice. So this is one aspect of Krishna and then subsequently in the battlefield of Kurukshetra, he has come to establish the reign of Dharma. All this is doing as a uh, avatar. This is just the avatar Leela. Though we are touching upon some of the couple of legends just as part of the whole story. So as an avatar, he first he establishes because now we are entering Kali, age of Kali. Sri Krishna is the first one who establishes the nation unit. You see, before that, Rama tried to do it. India was known as Jambudweep. 
So what did Rama does? He traverses. If you look at Rama's path from all the way from Ayodhya right to Sri Lanka, and he cleared the way, you know, Dandakaran and uh, all the Rakshasas and Asuras and you know the animal kind is tamed. But still, that idea of nation is not there. It is still very much. Uh, you know tribes are there and people are there there are still kingdoms but krishna has come to establish a larger unit that's why in the gita we see it starts with this idea where arjuna says what will happen to kul kul family this was the biggest unit for an individual and the kingdom the kul came from you know that was the biggest unit they could have sandhi between kingdoms but not so krishna what does he do he removes all this arrogant egoistic heads of kings and installs the right and justful high to the throne which is yudhishthira but before doing that because krishna believes in justice and dharma he gives a chance to karna people have this great misconception that you know krishna was trying to win karna on that side Krishna knew very well, hundred karnas won't stand. Even Bhishma knew it. He said, "Doesn't matter which side I fight. <laughs> Wherever there is Krishna, there will be the victory." Because Bhishma was a karmi yogi, but he gives a chance to Karna. That look here, I know you are an angel who is a fallen angel. I give you a chance, and you will become the king. He says it not to entice him, but because he knows that if he takes to the side of Pandavas, he is the rightful heir. That is Sri Krishna. and then of course the rest is history the war takes place what was the result of the war there are people whatsapp university so much bloodshed it was to create a shock in the mind of the race that war is not good this is a horrible way to teach mankind that's not what krishna intended war was thrust last minute he tried to avoid the war if anybody tried to avoid the war anyone it was sri krishna and till the last minute he is saying five villages is all i ask and they will agree but then war was thrust upon him and then shurabindo writes shri krishna saved india in the great battlefield of kurukshetra how was india saved with magad gone eventually yaduvansh as long as he was managing yaduvansh also was destroyed eventually or rather it was relegated to a very inferior position hastinapur all the deadly people gone then it was yudhishthir and then yudhishthir conducts an ashwamedha this is how a nation unit was formed far east it goes down south it goes and then it becomes the aryavarta the aryabhumi which we know today as india aryabhumi so he established a kingdom of now look at it how beautifully aryavarta why it is the land of those who are noble who are even in the geeta he tells arjuna that you are the noble the shrest your conduct everybody will follow you are the one who has to show the way lead the way to mankind so this uh, idea that you know the noblest the highest the best this what that that aryavarta shri krishna establishes and look at the power of shri krishna that he establishes aryavarta somewhere 4500 or around that years back and till how long for 3000 3500 years maybe aryavarta or india as a 
unified entity remained guarded by such great kings right up to Chandragupta Maurya. There were, it's not that people didn't fight, people fight, you know. But still, by and large, the integrity was maintained. People have this wrong conception that British came and united India. Excuse me, they divided it much worse than what it could have ever been. Because though there were kingdoms, people understood it's one culture, it's okay. Now also you have states, doesn't mean that we have to start fighting and uh, disrupting it. So Sri Krishna did that and that effect of Sri Krishna, when we read Sri he says that the effect of Sri Krishna lasted till the last flame, last spark on the pyre of Rani Lakshmi Bai, that was extinguished. Till then, then comes the stage for the new avatar who will lead India towards a still greater height and who will establish not just the nation unit, it's important, but who will establish the sense of human unity and the internationalism. That didn't exist at that point of time. Neither there was technology nor communication. One fellow tried to come, enter into India, Kal Nemi, Kal, Kal Yavan. He was the Greek. From there he came. And Krishna in his own way neutralized him. That was the end of the story. So this is where Sri Krishna's action. This was threefold. One was political, which was to establish the nation unit. Second was social. He taught the essential equality of mankind. And then the third is spiritual. And the spiritual action of Sri Krishna, we all know, is of course twofold. One is which is there in the legions of his Murli. So there are two rhythms of Sri Krishna's, two measures of his dance. One is the measure of Krishna and Radha. If you love God, then you dance with his footstep, match his footsteps. And what is the result of that? That is delight. Delight by the path of delight. In the Gita, that's what he says. He says, either which way you go, you will come to me. But if you walk with me, your journey is also delightful. <laughs> but somebody who tries tapasya, he will also come to me, but the journey is pantha duratya. <laughs> it's durgam, not easy. But here it was, that was the measure. First, dance of Sri Krishna is where we match the footsteps of God. How? What does it translate into psychological terms? It means tuning our wills to the divine will. We can't tell Krishna that, look here, I have learned salsa and you are doing Bharat Natyam. Krishna will say, I am doing neither, excuse me, I have my own free dance. Don't try to put me into your human brackets. Neither salsa nor rock and roll. Rock and roll is still okay. From Krishna's perspective, rock and roll is the dance. <laughs> now he rocks you and you feel so nice. Then you suddenly roll, tumble. <laughs> nor Bharat Natyam, nor Kathak, nor Kathakali, nor Odyssey, nor Kuchipudi. What is he doing? He is doing that. What is the dance called? I have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Where the man and the woman dance together beautifully. Ball dance, okay. Playing at ball with, and what is that ball dance? Chance and circumstance. So what you have to do? You have to just hold Krishna. He will lead the steps, you lead with him. Original ball dance, again, Sri Krishna devised it. But <laughs> what is that ball dance? Not with these rhythms, the way we have put it into a box. That box wala ball dance, nahi. Here Krishna leads, which way he will lead, you don't know. You have to just keep pace with him. 
and then that is one dance measure of krishna's dance are we ready for it no because it needs utter abandonment that's what the gop and gopi are there for they don't uh, look left right social moral everything is gone broken to follow the steps of krishna you have to get rid of all these frames we don't know when krishna will call he may call at midnight his fancy is very fanciful huh? very capricious but there is a reason behind his whims and fancies he will not give you time see you please ask your parents whether you can come and dance with me he will not send you an invitation please participate in a dance which is going to be organized below the kadamba tree by the side of yamuna at this time to this time nothing suddenly he is seized by his own fancy stands below the kadamba tree and starts playing the murli hear it blessed run don't wait what will parents say what will husband say what will samaj say then hear them krishna will dance so that is man is not ready to follow god because he still wants to follow 101 people around him he wants to follow human opinions he wants to follow human ideas he wants to follow the human idea of good and bad no no night 12 o'clock who can go you have to fulfill your duties and obligations towards everybody krishna teaches there is only one duty you have okay love god and give yourself to god so those who could do it were the gop and gopis but there were many who didn't even hear the flute or hearing they saw in it a threat kansa heard about the flute he said this fellow who is this mysterious fellow <laughs> See, we have heard all this nonsensical story, you know, Pied Piper of Ham- Hamelin. Why didn't we hear about the flute of Krishna? This is the original story. There are so many such stories. How Yamuna rises in spate because he is welcoming the Lord. What is this symbol in this story? When Krishna touches the human consciousness, entire nature goes topsy-turvy. it was waiting for the lord when the lord comes too excited just imagine if somebody told krishna is going to come will anybody sit and listen to krishna leela <laughs> there will be krishna is coming krishna is coming so entire nature goes into an upheaval touch of god is a fascination a charm and a danger and a delight if you can't face danger forget about delight ready to take the danger future comes with this double wager if you want to embrace the future you have to take the danger what is the danger danger is getting rid of comfort zones all the gopis and gopis are willing to shed the comfort zones and those who could not krishna is another way he has taken an attendance in his mind who were those who didn't come okay fine so then what he does in a day or two again seen at same yamuna same kadamba tree the difference is now it is day time and krishna is quietly hiding on top of the tree and all the gopis go to take a bath leaving the rope aside thinking no one is watching can there ever be a place where nobody is watching <laughs> god is always watching and what does he do he quietly steals the clothes 
And now Gopi and Gopi, when they want to come out, Gopi say, don't think, where, where, is, where are my dresses? He is quietly now playing the flute, another flute. <laughs> so they tell him, beg him to give back. He says, nothing doing. Come out. People try to explain it. Krishna was seven year old, eight year old. It doesn't make a difference. He was 20 year old. It's irrelevant. Krishna is beyond everything. But what is the meaning of the story? Sri Aurobindo reveals to us. When God plucks at our robe of wise, we let it go. Ah, now I am a sadhu vacha, holy of holies. Krishna is least bothered. The only ashram he went was when he was a child, Sandipni ashram he grew up. After that, he turned Kurushetra into his ashram. That's Krishna. So what happens after this? He tells them, no, I want to pluck your robe of virtue. You know, in yoga, they are considered to be eight bondages. One of them is shame. What does shame do? Shame and guilt, they make us appear what we are not. Put a garb, neat garb. Krishna teaches them, no. What you are, you are. Come out as you are. Give yourself to God. Don't look like a sadhu bacha. I have nothing to do with sadhu bachas. I want you just as you are. Don't be afraid. That's what he teaches even in the Gita. Aham tva sarva pape bhyo mokshishyami masucha. Come out as you are. And I will take you, accept you, receive you. Join you to my dance. And you will have the delight ever after. They are also blessed who are letting go of there. They couldn't hear the midnight call. But they were fortunate enough that they shed the attires. But there are some gigantic egos who says Krishna is God. They tried to bind Krishna. Who is that fellow last who tried it when people tried to change, put God into mental concepts? Be careful. Every mental concept, every system, every belief... Is a contrivance, a device which may be okay for, for a time being, but God exceeds all of them. So beautifully captured in that book, Rashmi Rathi, where they want to tie Krishna to a rope. Duryodhana, put him in the jail. And Krishna tells him, I was born in a jail. I know how to escape all the jails. <laughs> My first act was freedom. Krishna has come to show to this world the path of freedom and delight. How to be normal and yet be free and in delight. That is Krishna Leela. So he says, look here Duryodhan, my mama had tried, he failed. You want to try? Yes. So he tries and we know the rest is history. He blesses him first by the Vishru. And then that beautiful line, Aha Duryodhan bandh mujhe. Have you got a rope big enough? All the quarters are within me. All the winds, the punch, mahabhut. They are all within me. All creation is my endless act. All I love, all I move, all are mine and all is me. Paraphrasing, Shravindas poem. All he loves. All he moves, all are his, all is he. He cannot comprehend it. So he says, okay, we'll meet. I'll teach you another dance. If you're not ready to learn my original ball dance. So then Krishna teaches another dance. This is what we don't understand. What is that other dance of Krishna? That other dance of Krishna is when he doesn't dance with Radha. Because world is not ready to be as Radha. 
completely surrendered. Shyam mane chakar rakho ji. Whatever way, kaho to mutyan mang jadava, kaho chitka rakesh. If you say, ek din savari, ek din bhui par lotna ji. Whichever way you want to keep me, I am ready. Ascetic will say, no, 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 I want to abandon shun things. Shri Krishna will say, this is another kind of ego. Not sannyas, but tyaga. If God gives you a nice place to stay, stay in that nice place, receiving it as gift of grace. If he tells you to lie on the floor, lie on the floor. But when you say, no, I will lie on the floor, this is another kind of ego. And worse ego, because people will worship you for that and make you feel flattered. Oh, what a great yogi. He has renounced everything. He wears only langoti. So there are even greater renunciates. They will say, we will renounce langoti also. What are you trying to prove? God is not impressed. Renounce the ego. That is the real langoti. Ego of a sannyasi, ego of a yogi. All that he plucks away. So he tells Duryodhana, we will meet, I will teach you the dance. You don't know how to dance. So what is the dance? It is the dance of Krishna and Kali. Two are the measures of the cosmic dance. Always we hear the tread of Kali's feet. What does she does? Kali is on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. She is Draupadi. She is an incarnation of Kali. She has come to help Krishna in the work. In the mission impossible. Radha is in the background. That is the ultimate truth of Krishna's dance. But now she dances and what does she say? Bring me the blood of the arrogant Kshatriyas. Bring me the blood of Dushashan representing the worst. So Krishna says, yes, I remember my original promise. What is that original promise? Yada yadahi dharmasya glani bhavati bharata abhyuthanam dharmasya tadat manasya jameham paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya chadushkitam dharma sansthapanarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge. I will break the forces of downward gravitation. So it is not just Vinashaya Chadushkritam is evil doers. The tendencies, that's what he destroys. And sometimes the human representatives have to be destroyed. And after the dance of Kali clears the Kurukshetra, it becomes Dharmashetra. Dharmashetra, Kurukshetra. See, it's a very touching story at the end of this. So what does Bhishma say? It is said that Saraswati got vilupta there. Bhishma says, give me water. That story is often passed off as, see, uh, Arjuna understood and Duryodhana didn't. Duryodhana didn't understand, it's an understood thing. <laughs> but Arjuna, he says, no, I don't want that water. Arjuna, you get me the water. He gets the hint. He thrusts the arrow in the ground and out of the ground, Ganges appears. It's a very symbolic story, obviously. But right now we are on Krishna Leela. So this is how Krishna acted and worked. And when he leaves this earth, he hands over to man the scripture of scriptures which will yet liberate mankind. It is the gospel for the entire passage through Kaliyuk towards a greater Satyuk. And what is that work? That is the Gita. People say that Gita is the essence of Veda, Vyas um, and Upanishad and he has there is something in the Gita which is not there in the Vedas and the Upanishads. 
I know I'm probably saying something which may be taken as blasphemy, but where is the avatarhood? First time, it's hinted. If you want to put it like that, God has become Purushukti, you can say this is the original avatar. But first time we see the divine becoming human, not just in a way that all of us are divine become human, not in a general way, but in a special way, assuming the human cloak, this comes in the Srimad Bhagavatam, where we see the divine becoming human as the leader of the human march. This is the avatar. The avatar, when humanity goes through a critical phase of evolution, when it may either collapse into pralaya, because the downward tendencies have become very high, or else liberating itself, enter a narrow gorge and enter into a new possibility, a new creation. That's the time avatar comes and he is always there. Krishna is inside everybody, veiled by his yoga maya. But as an avatar, he stands in the forefront of the quest. Leader by example and what a leader. Sri says, if you have a choice between Krishna unarmed and alone on the battlefield and on the other side you have the entire army of warriors, choose Krishna. This is called wisdom. Somebody else would say, this is folly. This is the difference between vidya and avidya. This is the difference between ignorance and knowledge. Why? Why? How does it matter? Logically, you may have any amount of multiplicity, but the one is the one who has become the many. He will always be greater than the many. This is the wisdom of Krishna Dila. You combine all the stars at night, all the lamps, all the tube lights, all the fires, it doesn't add up to the sun. Sun is sun. So all the entire army, it's the army of Krishna. That's the interesting part of the story. Because everything belongs to him. Actually, entire army is Krishna's. But Krishna, when you choose Krishna, the one, that makes a difference. So it won't do that, okay, everything is Krishna, choices don't matter. This is precisely what, at the end of the Mahabharata war, we see that everybody is saying, I am the one, I am the one, I am the one. And they go and ask Barbarik. And we know why he killed Barbarik because you know both sides, this idea Krishna is this side, that side, he knows what he has to do. There were arrogant Kshatriyas even on this side, they also had to go. Drupad was no less arrogant. I mean if you look at some of these people on this side, (laughs) so they all had to go. And at the end when Barbarik is asked, you tell us who was the greatest warrior? He laughs. Why? He says the greatest warrior? What do you mean? Yes, I mean Bhima, Arjuna, maybe Karna, though he died, perhaps Abhimanyu, he said, no. There was only one on both sides. I saw Krishna. So this is where we begin to understand the Leela of the Leela Maya. What is the Leela of the Leela Maya? It's very simple, a small little surgery we have to do, but very painful. If we let God do it, he does it with anesthesia. If we love God, then he will do it with anesthesia. We won't even know where the ego has gone and when it has gone. He does it very nicely because he is keeping us engaged with his love. Chasni. So you know, we don't realize that how the ego has begun to melt. Makhan. You know, we all carry that Krishna's makhan in the heart and the mind, but it's so hard, solidified. 
love of Krishna melts it. It becomes soft. And then it flows and fills the entire being. If you leave it to God, he melts it away. But otherwise, he gives us the embrace of the wrestler. And that's very painful. If we have the ego, we see multiplicity. We see me, you, this, that. And we know multiplicity brings pain. Always there will be somebody whose sari will be cleaner than your own. That old advertisement of Rin. Uski sari, meri sari se jada safed kaise? Now nobody wears sari. So what will they do in the advertisement? Uska chehra fair and lovely. Why can't black be beautiful? Our Krishna is Shama. Shamra Salona. You see all these, he has broken all the, he knew racism is going to come, take place. So in India, he annihilated racism by saying, okay, I am going to assume the black color. Let those fellows have difference between black and white. Ab God he black ke color leke hai to. Okay, Neil Varni, whatever, Neela is his, uh, you know, his Abha. But he is Sham. His partner is Shama. Sham is characteristically Samra. Samla Salona. He said, now you better don't ever get into this Rang Bhedniti. Because, see, I have adopted this color, which is dreaded by all. And I become. Shiva stained his throat. Krishna took the entire poison. Bathed himself in it. He became black, stained black. See, that is the mystery behind Kali is that form, na, dreaded form. She becomes Kali Karali, plunges into the darkness and assumes that rope. That's why she becomes a merciless killer. She is killing spree. Because that's the only way you can meet out these rebellious forces. But when Kali is restored, she is Parvati, Gauri. See, Gauri and Kali. So we have Krishna. Assuming he has to take upon himself all this. So, the fairest of the fair, in the true sense, becomes the darkest of the dark. We have love for a boy who is dark and resplendent. A woman is lord of us, naked and fierce. We have seen him amused on the top of the mountains. We have heard him in the heart of these spheres. Krishna and Shiva are not two, but a single God. This is what Sri Aurobindo explains to us. So, this is the part of the Leela. If we have the ego, we cannot understand Krishna because we will always judge God based on what's happening in my life. What life? Outer life, crust. And those who have the spiritual vision, they say, Very good. Good, you are destroying my ego. They welcome Mother Kali. Take this mund. This is what is creating problem. I know. But I can't get rid of it. Because all the time I am busy reading newspaper articles. And watching the... I can't understand what's happening in this world and in my life. Everything is crumbling and tumbling. So Krishna reminds us, you know, Yamuna. It happened to Yamuna. It happened to the... I am breaking things. Why you are breaking, sir? Because unless I break them, how will the new emerge? And then when we start living this Leela, we see death is a passage for fools to annoy. There is no death. Where is death? Death is Krishna taking back into himself what he brought out. That is the Virat Rup, Vishya Rup. 
Arjuna doesn't understand that time. He says, sir, please, your gentler form is better. But what is Krishna showing in that? He's saying, I am the one who is the origin. Everything is coming out of me. By me, it is sustained, going back to me. And how can we have this vision in living reality, not just intellectually, when we get rid of the ego or subordinate it at least to God? And what is the best way of subordinating it? That also Sri Krishna has revealed and gone. Best way is, Man mana bhav mad bhakta madhyaji Don't think of yourself. Those who think of themselves are the worst miserable people. What is happening in my life? Why nobody understands me? Nobody does this. Nobody will understand you. Why should they? They can't even understand themselves. You expect them to understand you. And then you will go to a psychiatrist that he should understand. How will he understand? He will give you a 40 minute session for a fee. Understanding comes, only one fellow can understand who overstands you. <laughs> so that, but the best part is he doesn't only understand, he changes us. So, so as long as we live by the ego, we will always see in this world a cruel play. And we'll blame and curse God. When we stop thinking of ourselves, and we are so preoccupied with the divine, man mana bhav mad bhakta. Then comes a stage when we have to do what the Gita says as atma samarpan. Abandon all dharmas, sarva even swadharma, by the way. Sarva dharman parityaja mamekam sharnam raja aham tva sarva pape bhyo mokshishami masucha. This is the message of Krishna to mankind. Turn to God, love God, give yourself to God. Let Him do with you what He wills. Don't have these mental concepts. I will not do this, not do this. I will not eat non-vegetarian food, sorry. I'll not, I mean, I am a vegetarian, but I am just saying, all kinds of things in which we have bracketed God. Do's and don'ts. First thing He does is He removes them. Look here, I am freedom and infinity. Huh? Don't try to put me in all these slots. I don't like it. You want to lead your life like It's not to become... Immoral, it's to become supramoral. It's not to become immoral. It's to go beyond. To liberate that truth which is hidden behind the appearances. Krishna is Anandame. As long as we are living subject to dualities, pleasure and pain, we cannot understand Krishna. When we get rid of pleasure and pain, when we li- then we live in the delight of existence. And all this is indicated in countless stories, myths, legends. And to run it quickly, some of them we have already dealt with. Look at Krishna's life as a child where the seers have written these stories with a mystic vision. Where is Krishna born? He is the imminent divine or we may also say it's the story of the psychic being. That's why he is always a child. Always full of wonder, always full of joy. The worst thing that happens when we start going to school is that we are robbed of wonder. Why? Because we have those big fat textbooks telling us all the answers. What is, why is the plant green, chlorophyll, why is the stars, everything, there is an answer. And unfortunately, we believe that they are the last answer. They are temporary, intermediate answers. So we are robbed of that wonder of the child. But Krishna is child, he is youth, because he is always progressing forward. And then we see this child, the psychic being, grows It grows initially in its own place while Kansa is having his own dominion. For a long time in yoga, we also experience this double element. 
देर इज ए पार्ट इन साइड विच इज सो फुल ऑफ गॉड एंड देर इज ए पार्ट आउटसाइड वेयर कंसा इज रूलिंग बट एंड कंसा ट्राइज एवरीथिंग थ्रेटेंस दिस इनर लाइफ एंड ईच ऑफ देम इज सो सिम्बॉलिक त्रिणावरत स्टॉम टॉपसी टर्वी एंटायर लाइफ विल टर्न टॉपसी टर्वी रिमेंबर कृष्णा इज स्टिल देयर इन द हार्ट ऑफ द स्टॉम त्रिणावरत यू लैंड सेफली जस्ट just know that he is there don't be frightened don't think of tranavrat think of krishna and he will make sure you have a safe landing he'll take your flight through all kinds of routes but if you remember he is the pilot then even they who sink where do they sink into his breast he who to some gives victory joy and good to some gives rest so that's how krishna works and then putna be careful avoid books which try to scholarly way prove whether krishna existed or not existed that is putna's milk is vishakt but ultimately the soul grows through everything that is the story of child krishna and when it grows into strength then it has to fight one last battle and that's the battle with kansa krishna and kansa who is kansa it is the subordinate of the lord the day the ego realizes that i am just an instrument the ego personality surrenders to the lord and says i am your instrument then one is freed then even the kubja becomes beautiful by the touch of the lord but as long as it thinks i and you then he will give us the embrace of the wrestler and the ego will be gone so it's the story that's the last battle but after that when the ego is gone then there is a larger battle in which the sadhak has to enter the yogin the true yogin is not a spent up pent up force withdrawing from the world but he engages with the world in a much more powerful action and to end where is the knowledge of the gita given look at so beautiful we go to a place which is very nice beautiful oh such a nice ashram but the touch of god can turn a prison house into an ashram shurbindo zephorism i went to the company of holy men and found it boring god took me to a prison and turned it into a ground for his rendezvous it became his ashram first ashram of shurbindo and then even battlefield is an ashram why because krishna is by our side so this is the great lesson of life and many many things as i said it's an infinite story and <laughs> i have to just hold myself i'll just read a small passage from the mother to end how can we ever have a story of krishna complete without the mother and shurbindo coming in so a passage where we have both mother and shurbindo and there is a question there are two aphorism of shurbindo god often fails in his workings it is the sign of his illimitable godhead shakar what if failure suits him best all mental conceptions because god these are aphorisms of shurbindo because god is invincibly great he can afford to be weak 
he who knows he is all powerful he knows that even if you take to the last point suddenly you see no hindi films hero is battered bashed up and he is bleeding he is on the death bed you feel abhi kya karega ye <laughs> after all not all heroes are rajnikanth no what is he going to do and suddenly out of that he will something will happen something 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 and somebody will pray to mother kali and you know this is india <laughs> in the western context they'll strain this that this that and eventually you don't know at the end who was the hero who was the villain <laughs> but here at the end so because he is immutably pure he can indulge with impurity in sin if you say that uh, killing is sin krishna has all this creation is his act he works through our sins our sorrows and our tears he works through the hearts vicissitudes of our lives our errors are his steps upon the way he works through everything he doesn't care that's we it's necessary for us but we should try to get into that state which is beyond this duality duality is necessary when we have only the ego operating system but when the eos changes into dos not the old dos but divine operating system he knows eternally all delight therefore he tastes also the delight of pain he stung himself with bliss and called it pain shobindo's one of the poems meditations of mandavya it's based on a real story where he was stung by a scorpion and shobindo turned it into delight because all is krishna he is inalienably wise therefore he has not debarred himself from folly the difference is god plays the fool in season man plays the fool in season and out of season <laughs> there is a season when you can play the fool but keeping god in the heart he says okay because when you pass through a phase of folly you arrive at a greater wisdom what is folly folly reminds us your wisdom is not wisdom enough you have not yet entered into the utter infinity of god so that's what it means so he plays at that so someone has asked the question why does god need to be weak run chhod he can easily do all this why is he running away from the battlefield okay we can explain in 100 ways and of course that wonderful story one of my favorites muchkund rishi he has accumulated so much energy of tapasya that when he his eyes falls on kalyavan he is you know he dies he is burnt to ashes but that story is a different story sri aurobindo does not say that god has any need of weakness he says that in any particular hole for the perfection of the play of forces a moment of weakness may be just as necessary as a display of strength how does he do it in the gita in in the mahabharata people till date say oh he is god he made karna die like this he turned the entire uh, what is this magic he is you know uh, what was that fellow's name jayadrath foolish fellow so his name that he made him die changing all nature well krishna is krishna he says you can blame me whatever it is but he is my bhakta i reside in the heart of the bhakta he is my self of the beloved you may call me names doesn't matter <laughs> see how krishna is beyond all these opinion not like our modern 
देखिए गांधी जी हम नॉन वायलेंस रहेंगे ही डज वॉन्ट टू गेट ए नोवेल पीस प्राइज ही डज वॉन्ट टू पुट इज नेम्स इन दिनल्स ऑफ फादर ऑफ द नेशन ही नोज आई एम द फादर ऑफ क्रिएशन एंड द फादर ऑफ आर ए वर्थ लेट्स गेट रिट ऑफ दिस ऑल दिस आइडिया गांधी इज ए फादर ऑफ नेशन कृष्णा इज द फादर ऑफ दिस माइटी नेशन द नेशन वॉज बॉर्न विथ श्री कृष्णा Rama came to prepare the soil, and Krishna gave birth to the nation, and Shri Bindu has come to upgrade it to its original destiny. So, father of the nation should change from today. Hopefully, they should pass <laughs> pass an act in the parliament. I hope they are listening. So he says that strength, as we see it, and weakness, as we see it, are both an equally distorted expression of the divine. divine truth which is secretly present behind all physical manifestations he becomes weak makes us become weak why because that's you see how he made arjuna weak and that's how he could become brahmanalla and dance he is capable of doing everything whatever is necessary so we should learn to have trust then the person asks does god ever really fail is god ever really weak so then he says the mother says it is extremely difficult for the western mind to understand in a living and concrete manner that everything is the divine and this is what sure abidu is fighting for he to had this christian education he to had to struggle and these aphorisms are the result the flowering as it were of this necessity of fighting a subconscious formation what is the subconscious formation god is there and we are here duality but how will we understand ever krishna lila if he is there and he has become all this brahma's moha mohabhang but there is nothing other than god only he exists there is nothing outside him and if something seems ugly to us it is simply because he no longer wants it to exist so how does he do it that which we rejoice that rasgulla suddenly we say oh there is a better sweet which has come in the market <laughs> like that he pulls us then finally we say all these sweets only for one moment no the real rasgulla is rasgulla so raso vaisa that's why no because he is the ras of the rasgulla is he i mean adding to vibhuti yoga <laughs> he didn't say that but if krishna had to say <laughs> about sweets i am rasgulla among the sweets i am the ras of the rasgulla because he is the essential quality of everything he is the deep essence of everything so he says and if you remember it life is beautiful he is preparing the world so that this thing may no longer be manifested so that the manifestation can move from that state to something else so krishna is lok sangraharth these two lines of spiritual thought one is shiva where he takes things away from creation and the other is where he takes creation on its forward march through the lineage of avatars that's how shri krishna now comes as shurabindu to take it one step forward to its next logical culmination
but it is him there is nothing but him this is what we should repeat to ourselves from morning to evening and from evening to morning because we forget it at each moment there is only him there is nothing but him he alone exists there is no existence without him there is only him i understand but they speak of the leela the divine play so he is standing back as it were he is not really entirely involved not really absolutely in the play that's what people say yes yes he is he is totally in it he himself is the play we speak of god but we should remember that there are all these gradations of consciousness we speak of god and his play we mean god in his transcendent state beyond all the levels of matter and when we speak of the play we speak of god in his material state so we say transcendent god is watching and playing in himself by himself with himself his material game so what is that last stroke of the game if all is he a question was asked in kaliyug is matter also he so all the scientists started exploring matter they could dig as far as they could dig and they are still digging and then comes the krishna ashwabindo and says yes all is he even matter is god the original formula annam brahmeti is also the last realization in the series of things that this matter this body also is god so this the from shri krishna we come to shirbindo when shri krishna withdrew from the world never really withdrew but it's a way of saying he left his flute symbol of bhakti and he left the gita the wisdom embodied through the path of works very powerful path he has shown when shri krishna shri aurobindo again seemed to withdraw it's a way of saying he placed in our forefront the mother symbol of the ultimate surrender to the divine right up to the very material cells of the body and he placed in our hands savitri which is the scripture of scriptures of the future age of mankind thank you i could go on and on but let the leela continue let the speaker stop